that working in the university, working in literature, working in philosophy, working in math, that we are privileged to be working in something that leads to some kind of exciting truth, some special truth. It's a kind of royal way towards the truth. It's very romantic. We're very lucky to be able to spend our lives doing this. So what would be the miracle that seems to be at the center of my work? Well, it's one that I want to pass on to you in this course. And it is simply this, that literature is miraculous because it makes available to us things that we cannot get in any other way. Now, what would those things be? Well, those things would not be, for example, encyclopedic facts. I'm not going to be talking in this course about the facts or the biographical data. I'm not going to be giving you plot summaries. Instead, I am interested in the miraculous way in which two bookends contain life. The miracle of capturing life between two bookends. After all, you cannot hold flowing water in your hands, but life flows into, onto the pages of the books that we read. And it then flows into you. And I think it's fair enough to say that you flow into them. Now, all of this talk about flow, what really does that mean? It's a simple word. We call it reading. And even in our own culture of instantaneous electronic travel, reading is the greatest voyage on earth. So in this course, we're going to look at some 18 books that span some 250 years. And I will talk to you about them in terms that are sometimes scholarly and sometimes quite personal because I'm trying to get at what they mean, what they have meant, and of course what they might mean for you. This list is classic, but I think whether you've read these books or not, you're going to be in for some very real surprises. Classic novels, and I also use terms such as meeting the challenge of great literature. What do those terms mean? I mean, they can sound extremely staid, but they're not. They're bristling with energies, with vistas. Let's start with the word literature, hardly a word that shocks or startles anybody. How seriously is literature taken today? Obviously, if you are either listening to or watching this course, you must think that literature has some significance. But I don't think I'll surprise you by saying that in our culture at large, it rarely competes for one's attention in the same way that politics or science or economics does. Now, it won't surprise you either that I don't agree with that. My core belief and the way I've lived my life is that reading literature is an absolutely central activity because it's a transformative experience for the reader. It's a voyage, as I've said. Literature is the transcription of human life into language, and that's not as simple or obvious as it sounds. After all, life is not language. We all know that we do things in our lives that are not word-bound, but that the project of literature is to transcribe them into words. And in that light, writers can be thought of as trailblazers and pioneers or even colonists of sorts because they conquer worlds, bring them into language, share them with us, make them available to us. Another way of putting that is to invoke the metaphor of an umbilical cord. We know that in utero, all of us are connected to our mothers through an umbilical cord through which nourishment flows. And then when we are born, that cord is cut. But what I want to suggest is that language 
constitutes the second umbilical cord, one that is never cut, that is lifelong, and that serves as a conduit through which we may enter into communication with the world of others. That's what we call speaking. It's what I'm doing right now. If you can understand what I'm saying, this conduit is alive and well. But it's also the case that it's a conduit that allows us to travel into faraway places, faraway times, faraway minds, and to bring them back to us. Now, it's possible to think, and a matter of fact, it seems intuitively right to say, well, life is one thing, it's bristling with reality, and language, well, language is interesting, but it doesn't, seems to be an abstraction of life, and that literature would somehow be a paler thing than living. And I want to argue the other way around. Oddly enough, it seems to me that literature, in fact, makes life startling, that real experience, often enough, is dulled.